The Atlanta Braves drop a tough one on a Thursday as they lose 3-2 to two to the St. Louis Cardinals in extra innings despite a historic effort from Spencer Strider on the mound. The Braves offense just wasn't able to come up with some big hits early in the game, had opportunities throughout, and just could not find a big hit with runners in scoring position. We'll talk about that. Set you up for the weekend series against the Washington Nationals where the Braves look to continue winning series as they did against the St. Louis Cardinals. We'll discuss that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube. I am your host, Jake Mastriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. You can check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Got a lot of great content coming over there, great staff of writers. So make sure you check that out at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves so you can be part of the conversation. Send me in any questions, comments, feedback that you have for the podcast. And please subscribe to Locked On Braves on YouTube as well. I appreciate your participation in the comments section there. Hit that notification bell so you get notified every time I post a new episode. And if you're watching this video on YouTube, please hit that like button. really helps support the show. And thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. Embrace fans, you are going to love this sponsor today. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. Welcome to the world of trading cards reimagined. Stay tuned later in the show for more information on this awesome new tool for collectors. You're going to want to check out the Sports Card Investor app. Before we get to that, though, we're going to obviously break down Thursday's game. For the Atlanta Braves, a tough extra innings loss. Wouldn't you know it, the Braves lose again in extra innings with this new Manfred rule that hopefully is going away next season. But they lose 3-2 to two to the Cardinals. Weren't able to come away with a four-game sweep, but the rookie shined on this night. Spencer Strider in particular, going to talk about him, Michael Harris as well, and get into the offensive struggles on Thursday as well. Just could not. Could not capitalize on really opportunities throughout the game. We'll discuss that and then set up this weekend series against the National and the pitching matchups there. But going to Thursday's game, again, just kind of a frustrating game throughout. Again, the offense had a lot of opportunities, just couldn't come through with a big hit. But the rookies really did shine in this game, and we've talked about it a lot with Spencer Strider, Michael Harris, and just what they're doing and both of them competing for NL Rookie of the Year. And for me, it's got to be Spencer Strider with what he is doing right now and what he continues to do, what he did on Thursday. For me, he's the NL Rookie of the Year. And Grant McCauley made a great point on the postcast as well. I think he should deserve some all-star consideration. And how fun would that be to have Spencer Strider come in for one inning of the all-star game and just see him light up the radar gun with that fastball and that devastating slider. I think that would be a lot of fun. So 
hopefully start pushing for that. Obviously, Brian Snicker being the manager of the NL team might help those chances out a little bit. But on Thursday, Spencer Strider, six innings, two hits, two walks, no earned runs, and a career high, a new career high, breaking the mark that he set his last time out, 12 strikeouts, and did so in 100 pitches over six innings. And you now look at his last three starts, 18 innings, eight hits, three walks, just one earned run, and 30 strikeouts. I mean, he has been untouchable for three straight starts now. I mean, he's been untouchable for a lot of the season, but these last three starts in particular have just been fantastic. He now leads the team in strikeouts and ranks fifth in the National League in strikeouts, and that's despite having far fewer innings than the guys ahead of him. Just absolutely crazy, absurd what he's doing with the strikeout numbers. He became the first pitcher in Atlanta franchise history to record each of the first nine outs via the strikeout. So First nine outs of the game, all punch outs for Spencer Strider. He also became the first rookie in MLB's modern era, so since 1900, to record 11-plus strikeouts and two hits or fewer in consecutive starts. I want to say that again. His past two starts, he's struck out at least 11 batters and given up two hits or less, and he's done that in six innings. So absolutely incredible work what he's doing. Again, just historic stuff that we're seeing from Spencer Strider and just break down the specifics on Thursday, 64 fastballs, 28 sliders. Again, just primarily doing this with two pitches also did mix in eight changeups, got 23 swings and misses 13 on the fastball, nine on the slider and got one on the changeup as well. Also had 18 called strikes, 85.1 mile per hour average exit velocity against on just eight balls that were put in play against them. Only two hard-hit balls given up by Spencer Strider all night. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what else to say about him right now and the role that he is on. He is just carving up major league hitters and, again, doing it with an upper 90s fastball and a really good slider. It's just amazing. And I talked about this on the postcast as well. You know, this is why back in the offseason when I did my prospect rankings, I had Spencer Strider second because what he has right now in the fastball slider combination, I mean, you're seeing it. He is dominating major league hitters with that. But just imagine what he could do if he adds a, a third pitch. And again, he doesn't need it right now. He's doing fine with what he has. But I just think, I just think there's even more development for him. I think there's even more room for him to grow and become even better and a more complete pitcher. And I think that's kind of the next step for him is to, you know, continue to add to his repertoire and to also, you know, be able to be more efficient so that he can go deeper into games and that he's consistently working more into the seventh and eighth inning. Um, that's, you know, that's really the next step progression for him. But what he's doing right now, again, for me, he's my, NL Rookie of the Year right now. But his own teammate giving him a run for his money as well and Michael Harris and had a big hit, had a, almost had two big hits, but had a game-tying homer the second time he's hit a game-tying homer in the last week. Did so in Cincinnati as well. Braves also went on to lose that game. But you know, after Will Smith gave up the run in the set, top of the seventh, Michael Harris le leads off the bo bottom of the seventh with a home run and I tweeted it out because it's just no way. That's what came to my mind when I saw him hit this ball is no way he did that 
It was a fastball up and away, off the plate away, and he's able to get to that ball and have enough power to take it out dead center, a no-doubt shot. And the only question on this kid was the power, and when would the power tool come? That is absolutely incredible, that swing that he made to have a no-doubt home run on that pitch and we've seen him go out and get these pitches on balls off the plate away and see him just drive them out to left center. That was just absurd to me. I, again, my, my initial reaction when I saw him hit that ball is no way. No way he just did that. And yes, he did. And he tied the game up. What an absolutely unbelievable clutch hit there. And he nearly walked it off in the ninth inning. And again, I thought this was definitely down. So did Phil Goslin, unfortunately, who ends up getting doubled off. That was an incredible swing to left center field. Credit to Dylan Carlson, who came in late in this game, made that unbelievable catch, also went three for three at the plate and drove in the game-winning run. He was a nightmare for the Braves late in this one. Still have no idea how he caught that ball. Almost an expected batting average of 900. That ball was absolutely torched. Again, should have been a game-winner. Unbelievable play by Dylan Carlson. And then, not to be outshined, Dylan Lee, also a rookie, came in in the eighth inning, got out of a jam there, big strikeout with two on in the eighth inning to keep the game tied. So, Braves rookies coming up big this year. We didn't really know what to what we would get from any rookies this season, and now the Braves have two of the better ones, and what Dylan Lee's doing has been incredible as well. But for me, Spencer Strider, what he's doing right now, he is the NL Rookie of the Year. And again, I'm with Grant. I think we need to start pushing him for the all-star game as well. But unfortunately, couldn't get enough run support. Braves offense was really abysmal on Thursday. We'll talk about that next. Welcome to the world of sports cards. Reimagine the sports card investor app is the hobby's most powerful resource. Quickly check the value of your favorite cards, find great deals and profit from the hobby that you love. Available completely free in the Google Play and Apple app stores the sports card investor app is a must-have for baseball fans like yourself easily rouse over six hundred and thirty thousand cards from every sport with hundreds more added each week check the latest values of your favorite cards with seven day or 30 day charts find the best prices and buy directly through the app with their ebay deals feature and this is again an app that i love i'm a sports card enthusiast as well I love searching this app, seeing the value of some of the great prospects that are coming up and some of the old cards that I have as well. So again, if you're into the hobby, you love sports cards, uh, this is a, you need to go download the Sports Card Investor app today. It's available for free in the Google Play and Apple App Stores, or you can go to Sports Card Investor app or sportscardinvestor.com backslash locked on would help support the show if you go and download the app that way. Braves offense wasn't able to back up the great start from Spencer Strider on Thursday, despite several chances. And I know ultimately the Braves lost this game in extra innings. For me, they lost this game in the first four innings when they were unable to get anything against Matthew Libertor, who, again, I think you saw he has some promise. And selfishly, I hope he he gets to that potential someday because I have him in a deep uh, fantasy league. But I mean, he walked three batters in four innings. You got to take advantage and at least push a run or two across against Libertor, who, again, was only around for four innings. And that's something else to point out in this game as well. Cardinals had lost four in a row. They were pulling out all the stops to win this game. 
They pulled Libertor after four innings, went to Jordan Hicks in the fifth inning, and he pitched two innings. Then they went to Gallegos. Then they go to their closer in Helsley, who pitches two and a third innings to try to get this win, pulling out all the stops. Man, I'm not saying the Braves weren't either, but the Braves had some guys unavailable. Um, But the Cardinals going all out for the win in this one, trying to end that losing streak. But still, Braves had plenty of chances. They had base runners in every inning of this game and really were only able to scratch across two runs, one of those being in extra innings with the ghost runner uh, that was put on base and the only other run coming via the home run from Michael Harris, which is always my concern with this Braves offense is what happens when the home runs aren't coming. And you look at the past two games now, and on Wednesday they only scored three runs, two of those being solo home runs. And then last night their only run scored in the first nine innings, and the regular innings was a solo home run. So that always concerns me when the Braves aren't able to string hits together and score runs in different ways despite the the aggressiveness on the base pass and the stolen bases they've had the last couple of nights, just not able to come up with hits with runners in scoring position. And you really look at why the Braves lost this game. They were one for 15 with runners in scoring position. And that one hit came in extra innings in the 10th inning when you had the ghost runner on second. So not a great night for the Braves offense. Uh, uh, Certainly, you know, you, you don't want to be so reliant on the home run ball. They typically do come for the Braves uh, when they're hitting the ball hard. And they they had a, they had 15 hard hit balls on the evening, um, but just weren't able to come through with a you know a big hit with runners in scoring position to put the put this game away early. And again, you look through it, you know. Got three hits, got three walks and four hits in four innings against Libertor, but couldn't come through. They had two on in the first inning, got nothing, had a one out double in the second inning. And this was, you know, the first of a couple of bad base running miscues in this game. You know, Adam Duvall gets a hustle double, takes advantage of Yepes playing in, in right field, and then gets thrown out, gets caught between second and third base. He goes, hesitates, and then he still decides to go and gets thrown out easily, just terrible base running there. And I honestly don't know if the shortstop makes the play to get Arcia at first there, and then you potentially have first and second with one out. So that was a bad base running play by Duvall. You had a two-out single in the third inning, but nothing came of that. And then this is where it really hurts. You had second and third, nobody out in the fourth. Again, some more assistance from Yepes in right field, who's not a great defensive player, a ball that Ozuna hits that I think most right fielders probably catch it. It goes off his glove as he slides for it and goes for a double. But then Duvall strikes out. You cannot strike out there, and I tweeted this out. You know, Libertor had thrown a couple of fastballs up, and you knew a curveball was coming. That's his put-away pitch, and he left it right down the middle, and Duvall missed it and then struck out on a really good pitch, uh, the next pitch, but can't strike out there, had to put the ball in play. Arcia up next does put the ball in play, but with the infield in, hits it right to the second baseman, and then Michael Harris grounds out to second, which we're starting to see a little too much from him. Want to see him start going the other way more as he did later in this game. But got to come through with a run there, get at least one, and you know that didn't happen. That was really 
their best chance early. But again, they had chances throughout. They had a one-out single in the fifth, and they had strikeouts from Olsen and Riley. Had a leadoff walk in the sixth, but nothing after that. Got the leadoff homer in the seventh. It's the only inning they didn't technically have a base runner, as the only base runner they had circled the bases on a home run. Had a leadoff single in the eighth inning, and then a double play. And this is where the Cardinals' defense just took over. Um, a great play by the second baseman there on a good swing by Travis Darno going the other way. Thought that ball was going to get through in the hole and you'd had first and third, nobody out, but a great play there. And they start the double play and turn it. Um, and then you also had a walk in the eighth inning after that, but still nothing. And then the play in the ninth inning, Dylan Carlson made to double off Phil Gosselin on just an amazing hit by Michael Harris, but an even better play by Dylan Carlson. So, Cardinals defense really showed up late in this game, made a couple of great defensive plays to keep the Braves off the board. But just throughout, Braves just didn't take advantage and didn't score runs when they had opportunities, couldn't come up with a big hit. More often than not, you know, they're gonna they're gonna punch through in one or two of those innings. Just was not to be on this night. And certainly frustrating for a fan to watch um, when you have so many chances, so many opportunities, and just can't come through. Um, but they weren't able to, again, I feel like most nights the offense will, but you know, this is something that, that happens from time to time, especially when you're so reliant on the home run ball and, you know, you're susceptible to the strikeouts as the Braves were and the Cardinals were on a Thursday. Uh, so just a bit unfortunate there for the offense down night. Hopefully they'll pick things back up over the weekend. Just briefly want to touch on the bullpen as well. And just, again, I talked about the other night, the fact that, O'Day and Chavez are getting, you know, these big roles late in games. You had Will Smith come into the seventh inning of this game against the bottom of the order and gives up a run, a leadoff double, and then a bloop hit. Um, I thought he actually did a pretty good job to get out of that, only allowing the one run. Then you had o O'Day and Dylan Lee come in to get out of the eighth inning. Then you go to Mentor for the ninth, uh, which was just a really good, that was, you know, kind of a vintage A.J. Minter inning. I know he gave up the leadoff single, but after that, just really bared down and battled. I love that. And then Matzik, um, a little bit more encouraged by his start or his outing on Thursday. Ended up having to go two innings as, again, the Braves really had some arms they didn't want to use on Thursday. So Matzik has to go two innings, only through six pitches in the 10th inning, which is why you know I think Snicker was fine bringing him back out for the 11th. Was more, you know, 94-95. Um, which is better than what we saw the other night. Still not quite where he was last year. Gave up, gave up leadoff singles in both of those innings. But again, I thought he did a good job of just allowing the ghost runner to score and nothing else, giving the Braves a chance to stay in the game. So I was a little bit more encouraged by that outing from Matzik. Still, I don't think he's back to being that dominant guy that we saw last season, but good enough. Uh, to pitch and, and get be effective, you know, with that 95 mile per hour fastball and the good slider that he has. So, unfortunately, a, a loss for the Braves, but a series win nonetheless, a four game series win over a good team in the Cardinals. And hopefully, the Braves will be looking for another series win this weekend as they take on the Nationals. We'll talk about that next. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the puff treatments as well. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor that you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. 
It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. They are good for you, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because they taste amazing. All built bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you as well. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to built bar or get to built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chuck chunk built puffs right now. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked 15 to get 15%, 15% off your order. Again, don't forget to use that promo code locked 15 to get 15% off at built.com. The Atlanta Braves do get a series win over the Cardinals, which is certainly great. I want to keep winning series and they have opportunity to do that again this weekend as they go up against a Nats team that is really struggling right now. They've lost seven of their last eight games. They've scored three earned or less in six of their last seven games. So an offense really struggling going up against a pitching staff that is on a roll. That's a good recipe for the Atlanta Braves. And you look at the pitching side of things for the Nationals, a 5-1-2 ERA, team ERA, second to worst in all of baseball. They have the worst starter ERA in baseball at 5.60. The bullpen is solid. They have some good arms out there, Rainey, Edwards, Arano, Ciszek. So they have some good arms. So the key in this series for the Braves will be get to their starters, put up some crooked numbers early and then let your pitching just go to work against their offense. So let's look at those pitching matchups. On Friday, you'll have Eric Fetty versus Charlie Morton. Fetty's been pretty solid his last five outings, going at least five innings in each, giving up three earned or less in each of those. But again, Nationals offense isn't scoring more than three runs a lot lately. So if you're giving up three earned, uh, you're probably taking a loss. He's also given up four hits or less in four of his last five outings. So again, been a pretty good stretch for Fetty. Um, but he has walked a ton of batters. He's walked three batters or more in seven starts this year. So, again, be patient with him uh, and sit on a, a pitch in a good count. Look for your pitch in a good count. That's something with Braves hitters. I've noticed they'll get in good counts, and then they'll just swing regardless because <laughs> they think they're going to get a good pitch. You know, be more selective when you get yourself in those hitters' counts. Um, last time against the Braves in June, Eric Freddie went five and a third, seven hits, three walks, three earned and four strikeouts. That's where Charlie Morton been really good in his past four starts, struggled with command a bit in Philly, but was able to battle through that one and then look good his last time up. Just keep it up. I think we're finally getting the version of Charlie Morton uh, that we're used to seeing, so just continue that trend. On Saturday, it's Patrick Corbin versus Kyle Wright. Corbin has looked like the vintage Corbin in his last two starts, 15 innings, just two earned runs allowed with 16 strikeouts, but the Braves have beat him up pretty badly the last couple of years, including a start earlier this season. So hopefully that trend will continue. And then Kyle Wright had his last start cut short due to rain, only went four innings. But in the last 10 innings he's pitched, he's only allowed a one earned run on six hits, has walked four batters and struck out just six. But hopefully we see another good performance from Kyle Wright on Saturday. Then in the finale on Sunday, you have Paolo Espino against Ian Anderson. Espino started the season in the bullpen. He hasn't gone more than five and a third this year. He's given up four earned in each of his last two starts, so hopefully the Braves can get after him. Ian Anderson, signs of improvement in his last start. Uh, still not great. I need to see more, 
But hopefully this is an opportunity against an offense that's really struggling for Ian Anderson to get on a roll and have a good start. Again, I talked about the key for the Braves offense. Uh, get to the starters early. Again, worst starter ERA in all of baseball, and their bullpen's pretty solid. So get to those starters early, put, put up some crooked numbers, and let the Braves starting pitchers kind of relax and cruise. The other key is don't let Juan Soto and Josh Bell beat you. They're really the two best hitters in the Nationals lineup. Can't let those guys meet you. Make somebody else in that lineup put uh, drive in the runs for them. So don't let Soto, Soto and Bell beat you. Get to their starters. Get a series win. Hopefully the Braves can come away with a sweep this time. They've been close the last couple of series. Uh, that would certainly do some good as they set up for a series against the Mets next week. Uh, and that will be huge series, obviously, as the Braves are right within striking distance in the NL East. That will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Thank you for making Locked On Braves your first listen every day. We'll be back next Monday setting you up for that Mets series, recapping the weekend series against the Nationals, giving you a weekly minor league update. And the draft is also a week from the Sunday. So all of next week, we will be hitting heavily on the MLB draft, getting you prepared for that. But now go make your second list in Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow and really getting you ready for the MLB draft. And that, like this podcast, is free and available wherever you get your podcast. And thanks again for listening to Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 